It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show where we do connect the dots between our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves. And when we keep all of those in balance, our lives can be truly amazing. Um, One of the things that I always remind people about is if we didn't learn anything else in 2020, we should have learned the importance of keeping our immune system very strong and our inflammation level low. And so I send people to my website, which is www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. And on that website, you're going to see Boomers Forever Young and their link. And if you go into their product page, there is one product in particular. My guest has used it, but it's Gladiator Barley. And the Gladiator Barley rebuilds muscles. It keeps your stamina up. Uh, It takes toxins out of the body. And um, those are things that are really critically important as we look at lowering inflammation in our bodies um, because all disease comes from inflammation. Wherever that inflammation is, is usually your weakest link. And so that's you know where you will find it. But gladiator barley can actually lower that and you can find out your level by doing what's called a C-reactive protein test. You want your number to be below one. And I use the barley and mine is a 0.3, so I have very little inflammation running around in my body. So check out Gladiator Barley at Boomers Forever Young on that website. If you decide to order something, you can use my name, L-U-C-Y, as the promo code, and you get $5 off of each and every order. All right, so Victoria Hawkins is back with me today, and she's one of my most favorite guests Um, I love having Victoria with me. And she is an artist. I've seen her artwork. Uh, She's an author. She's a psychotherapist, so we have that in common. She does yoga, and she's a belly dancer uh, (laughs) instructor. And I don't have that in common with you. (laughs) I haven't tried that yet. Um, But she also refers to herself as a suburban shaman. And she's created a whole self-approach to working with both students and clients of all ages. She incorporates art, creative movement, wisdom teachings, creative writing, yoga, and mindfulness uh, when she's working with her clients. And so she has a new, uh, reasonably new, I guess it's been open about a year? It's been about a year now, yes. And what a wild year it's been to do this. But I opened um, Hypnique Studio, or reopened it. It was already in formation and I took ownership last Mm -hmm. year. And then that was right before everything kind of came to a crux. As they say, the shit hit the fan. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So it has been a wild ride. That's the best way I can refer to it. Um, However, it has also opened me up to be a lot more creative with how I uh, bring these classes and workshops Mm -hmm. out into the world. Mm -hmm. And has opened us up to reach people in all different areas as well as in our own, you know, our own little neck of the woods, so to speak. Right. Well, I think that's the really cool part that it has forced a lot of people to get creative. Yes. And so, you know, through uh, video chatting, through Zoom presentations, through you've got a classroom presentation now that can go yes. from the East Coast to the West Coast as long as they can work with the time differences. Correct. Correct. So that becomes, I think, really unique because you don't have to have multiple brick-and-mortar buildings. You know, it used to be that, like for me, I had three psychiatric yes. clinics. And so as president, I had to go from... You know, they were all an hour apart, mm-hmm. but I had to go three times a week, you know, make sure that I was at all of the sites. And there was the expense of the overhead and the staff and everything else. Well, gosh, now you can just kind of sit at the computer and you take can. care of it. <laughs> you can. And we do have a brick and mortar, but like you said, mm-hmm. we have a one brick and mortar mm-hmm. with with one classroom, this beautiful, um, yet we can reach people outside mm-hmm. of that classroom too. Right. So. It has. It's been a. It it has been a great year in so many ways, and um, I always, 
I love to be creative in a variety of ways, as you know, and mm-hmm. this was just another way to put my creative energy into um, still sharing what I love, some of the things that I love with others. Right, right. So, yeah. Oh, I think it's all really cool. Well, one of the things we're going to be talking about, and we'll see where the conversation yes. kind of leads us because it always does have its own energy by itself, but is the fact that we are 50 trillion body cells Mm. inside of us and they all vibrate and recent um, technology actually is showing that that old-fashioned atom you know with the neutron and right that is obsolete I saw this too recently and so now we understand that it is simply each atom simply vibrates and it does move while it's vibrating obviously but we have 50 trillion cells in our body that do amazing And so if that is indeed factual, which it is, mm-hmm. then we are beings of light. Yes. And as um, Bruce Lipton mm-hmm. will say, is that we are in virtual bodysuits. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, so we have all of this energy. Now, if we were just a soul experiencing life, we would have a difficult time knowing what flowers smell like. Right. What rain smells like. We, we wouldn't be able to see things. We could experience it vibrationally. Right. But now we get to experience it through our five senses. Mm-hmm. So we can reach out and touch a person or a flower or an animal. We can smell. We can see. We can hear. We can taste. And so that's why we're in this virtual bodysuit. And we're in it for as long as we choose to be in it. Mm-hmm. And when we decide on a soul level that, you know, it doesn't suit us anymore then we know we continue. We're just going to move on into a vibrational frequency sure. and leave the body behind. And I had a little boy the other day, and he was so adorable. But he was kind of upset knowing that things die. Mm. And so I used, uh, he had been at Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. and so he had been on the Avatar ride. Okay, okay. And I said, so when you got on, I said, it didn't feel like a dragon, did it? And he was like, no. And I said, okay, so think of it this way. You know, once you put the virtual reality headset on, that became a dragon. You were on it, you were diving, you were going through waterfalls. It was so real, because I loved it. I mean, I could have gone right back out and (laughs) gone right back in again. It was that real and that wonderful. Um, But he was like, yes. I said, so think of it this way. When you don't need your body anymore, it doesn't mean you're gone or your mom's gone, or your dog's gone, or your best friend is gone. It just means that they're not in that virtual suit anymore. Yes. And can you still communicate with them? Of course you can. So he was like, oh, oh, okay. And so the scariness you yeah. know, of not being able to see someone anymore, or something anymore, was then at least reduced somewhat. Sure. I'm sure that it's not gone forever because nobody wants to say goodbye. I know. And I've had my own experiences with that, you know, with a close friend in the last two years now. Mm -hmm. It's just been a little over two years. And she's still with you. Absolutely. And even, you know, feel that communication presence Mm -hmm. many times. Maybe she's the shiny Maybe. That's true. Lucy and I have been noticing um, a lot of new light in our pictures lately. And, Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I noticed on a picture I took recently for no explainable reason is that my entire arm looks lit up lit up <laughs> like I'm wearing a suit of light mm-hmm. and it's actually so relevant to this conversation mm-hmm. that we've been seeing the light mm-hmm. around people's bodies more right. and more lately right. in in actual pictures we're taking with our phones and I don't know about you, Lucy, but I'm not like a, an amazing photographer. I like photography, but mm-hmm. that's not one of my artistry skills. So these are just literally me snapping a photo with my phone mm-hmm. and, you know, not even doing, I don't even know how to edit them to make them more sparkly usually. Right. <laughs> but what's, I think, really fascinating is it's, they're everywhere. I was yes. at the Dolly Museum and this orb followed me inside. And I had taken a picture of this giraffe that they have, and it's um, um, in the gift shop. Okay. But it's like a, I don't know what you call it, it's fiber optics. Oh, yes, yes. And it's big. It's, oh, I don't know, like 20 feet tall Mm -hmm. in there. 
And my granddaughter was in front of it, and I took a picture, and the orb was not there. And 30 seconds later, I'm taking a picture of just the giraffe, and the orb is there. <laughs> and so um, it, it, this, these orbs have been with me a lot over yes. the last year. But they're in trees. They're on the water. Yes. They're um, you know, on a plant. They're on a person. And so they're just around you. And what I've been told is that they are like your guardian angels. They're there to support you and mm. to say, we like what you're doing. And so they're showing up because you're showing up. Yes. And I think that's the difference is when we begin to vibrationally mm-hmm. show up as the, the energy that we are, you know, yes. that healing, loving, supportive energy, as opposed to the denser energies, they can right. come through. And so they're coming through for you. They're definitely coming through for mm-hmm. me. So I think that's the cool part is getting to that point where we're allowing that. To yeah. Happen. And allowing is a big word for me mm-hmm. this uh, calendar year. I don't know. I know a few of my friends and and colleagues uh, like to pick a word of the year. And <laughs> it always takes me, you know, six months to come up with my word. So I don't really know what my one word is. And maybe that's what it is. I don't like to nail down to one word. But I do love the word allowing right now. And that for me is a word that moves me out of some of those denser vibrations that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ones I noticed for myself over that's that I would call like an ego pattern for myself you know mm-hmm. I sometimes also call that my small self uh-huh. I can do a lot with my small self right but um, it's not it's more forced and it's got more strain to it we you and I were talking some about stress and the effects mm-hmm. of that uh, before we came on to the call here and um, that's the energy of my small self doing, 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 Mm. which worked really well up to a point in my life. Mm -hmm. And now when I notice it is when I'm doing, when I'm doing that, Mm -hmm. it's very detrimental in all areas of my life. And I feel heavy, dense, stressed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know I've talked about this before on the show too. Um, To me, all of those feelings are really important just to notice and look at. Mm -hmm. Because as I do, it shows me where I've gotten away from myself right. as the light being that I am. Right. Which I also sometimes call my, you know, higher self, sure. my big self, sure. my yeah. true self, all those words. Right. Yeah. I, I like true self. Yeah, I do too. I think that resonates well. Um, one of the things that, um, I know you know Greg Braden, and yes. I talk about him mm-hmm. and Bruce Lipton quite a bit, and of course... You know, they're looking at um, uh, who we are energetically through the science as well as through other avenues. And just, I think it was in 2002, it's not been that long ago, um, they discovered that we have brain cells in our heart. Mm. Were you aware of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, when we allow ourselves to become heart-centered, and we work from our intuition, which is where that is. It's yes. not in our head, uh, but our intuition always comes from the heart. As we make decisions, if we can be there at least 80% of the time, we're going to be pretty accurate with the things that we understand and, in your case, maybe teach. You know, you're right. coming from the heart as opposed from an intellectual understanding of something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. So from a yogic standpoint and I look at so many things from a yogic standpoint because it is almost simultaneous in my my uh, mental health background and my yogic background. Mm-hmm. I studied the mental health aspect just a little bit longer than yoga, and then I, I discovered yoga in 1990, 1999, which amazes me. <laughs> That's it's well, a long were, I have a long relationship with yoga. <laughs> yes, you do, but you were only three at the time. So That's right. Okay. No. <laughs> so one of the things that I think about when I think about us as an energetic body, mm-hmm. from the yogic standpoint, of course, we talk about the chakras. Right. And many other cultures talk about chakras too. They just maybe have different names for them, but they're energy centers. Uh-huh. And the heart is always the center. Mm-hmm. So no matter how many chakras you're looking at, because of course we have more than the main seven that you'll hear about, right? Because there are energy centers all around us, right? As the subtle body, 
But the heart is always the center. And uh, when we are not connected to the heart, when it's blocked, Mm -hmm. everything gets cut off above and below. So it's like the rest of the chakras aren't able to communicate as well. Of course, some stuff is going through and all of that. And then one of the things that we talk about, too, is that then right below the heart is your solar plexus. Mm -hmm. So the heart is, to me, and this is my interpretation, is that unique expression that I am here for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as my vibrating particles. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That unique expression that I'm here for. And if I go just slightly deeper, then I'm going to connect with that intuitive solar plexus power center Mm -hmm. and then express it through my, well, hear what my heart wants and then express it through and then express it through my throat (laughs) chakra right exactly and um that is something that i teach a lot about actually but it's like these three centers are really powerful Mm -hmm. for us showing up more and more as our true selves on planet earth because Mm -hmm. that's also to me why we're here is to share the gifts that we have Mm -hmm to share the passions we have, um, to share what we've learned. Right, and we're all going to share slightly different versions, but there's truth in all of them. Yes, and it's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of individuals that are very into the world of yoga. There's plenty of students for everyone, right? And there's so many different ways that you can express that. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with dance. I mean, an artist. I mean, I have some amazing artist friends. No one is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Even if you're reproducing someone else's art in, you know, in some way or, you know, kind of making that copy version, it's still going to have your own flavor. Yes, it is. And I think that that is such a neat thing. I've always been amazed by the fact that there's no two grains of sand exactly the same. Mm-hmm. They're each one their own crystal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is mind-blowing. We live in an area with a lot of sand, being close to the beach, and then think about all the sands of right. And if you put each earth. little tiny, tiny piece under a yes. giant mag, you know, like a, I don't know, a microscope, I right. guess. A magnifying lens mm-hmm. wouldn't even do it justice. I don't think so. Be, yeah, <laughs> have to be under a very powerful microscope, but just to see all of those little, you know, it's kind of like... Um, uh, gee, I've forgotten his name now, but the doctor who studied um, snowflakes and yeah. ice particles and oh, things like that. Oh, yes, Dr. Emoto. Emoto, I, right. I actually had a chance to to be a part of one of his seminars back many years ago now, probably have to be at least 10 or 11. It, he had come to St. Pete. Oh, wow. Yeah, amazing. So he was the one that's done the work with the, right. the frozen water crystals. Mm-hmm. Talking to talking them, right? Talking to them, right. Mm-hmm. And the ones that, you know, you send negative messages to yes. look cancerous, yes. for sure. And the ones that he was sending, you know, very positive and his students were sending positive messages to were beautiful. Yes. And so just think, again, that's water that's frozen. And yet our bodies are made up of like 80% water. Mm-hmm. And so the messages we send to those vibrational frequencies that are right. in us. So all 50 trillion cells that are bathed in moisture and we're sending messages of either love and support or you know, disharmony, anger, yes. resentment, things of that nature. And what does that do internally to that little being of light? You know, so here we are, we're, we're in this virtual bodysuit. Right. And what do you want to do with it? How do, how do you want right. to live your life as a being of light? And I think, you know, when we talked about, as we always do, where we, <laughs> what would we like to talk about in this show today? Because we have so much fun together. Um, I really thought about what would it look like to live as the being of light mm-hmm. in this time and in this place and mm-hmm. all of that. And there's a couple of, um, I love quotes and I love to read and all of that. And I... I have two that really came to me about walking lightly mm-hmm. on the earth because I love that play on the mm-hmm. words too. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm walking lightly, I am walking in the light that I am. Right. And one of them is uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. Oh, I love him. Oh, me too. He has yeah. just beautiful mindfulness meditations. He's right. done some great 
sharing of these things with individuals and groups and families is just beautiful. And I, I actually wrote these both down, even though I, I know them pretty much by heart. But Thich Nhat Hanh, the one that really speaks to me all the time is, walk as if you're kissing the earth with your feet. Oh, wow. Which is just a beautiful image to me. Yes, yeah. And the other one is from Aldous Huxley, um, the book Island, which honestly, I've never read the whole book. A couple of my friends have when I talk to them about this excerpt, but <laughs> sometimes I just do that. Like something just grabs me and mm-hmm. I really hold that. So mm-hmm. this one's a little bit longer, but I, I feel like it would be really valuable for people to hear. It's dark because you're trying too hard. Lightly, child, lightly. Learn to do everything lightly. Yes, feel lightly, even though you're feeling deeply. Lightly let things happen and lightly cope with them. And then he says a bit more, but the end part always strikes me. So throw away your baggage and go forward. There are quicksands all about you. Sucking at your feet, trying to bring you down into fear and self-pity. That's why you must walk so lightly. Lightly, my darling, on tiptoes and no luggage, (laughs) not even a sponge bag, completely unencumbered. Because we really can't take it all with us anyway. We can't. Mm -hmm. And there's so much richness in both of those to me. Um, And I, again, I go a lot back to the practices of yoga, Mm -hmm. especially today in this topic, because I, I believe that those practices for me are what opened my eyes to see me as the light that I am and, and to keep reminding myself of that. Um, and I guess I should mention too that, because I don't know that I've ever said this before, it bears mentioning the word yoga is a Sanskrit word. Mm-hmm. And yoga comes out of India, as most people are familiar with. And Sanskrit is a very ancient language that's still spoken today and learned today. But um, not everybody in India speaks Sanskrit, but many do. How do they learn it, just out of curiosity? A lot of them, I, from my understanding, mm-hmm. I did visit there a few years back for a couple of weeks, and my understanding is that Sanskrit often is learned by people who are maybe more in university settings and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe there may even still be some villages that do speak completely Sanskrit, from what I remember correctly. But again, I'm, I may be a little bit shaky on that. So it's not a dead language, mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say, but... Not necessarily every single person knows Sanskrit. Mm -hmm. And with India, my understanding, too, is there is a lot of different languages. Each town, village, whatever, has their own languages, too. So almost like a a new dialect as you move into a new village. And some can be so different that they don't Mm -hmm. understand each other. My goodness. And then Hindi is, I think, the national language, I believe. Mm -hmm. So Sanskrit is a beautiful language. It's a lot about vibration. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's, they call it the language of the gods. Interesting. And so they really believe, um, and this is from some of my, my research and trainings with yoga, that that language was passed down from, you know, as a divine language. And that that is the reason why we use the mantras, because you're speaking like this divine light language is the way that I see it. So yoga, the word yoga means to unite or bring into harmony. Yoking, I think, is a very literal translation. So when we are doing the practices of yoga, it's not, of course, just the poses, which are called asana. Um, That is one small piece, actually. The reason we do those is to work with the body to help the body relax so that you can go into meditation so that you can connect and hear your guidance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and release. So our end posture, which sometimes I just do it as its own posture, its own practice, is Shavasana, which means corpse pose. So when I think about some of these things that I'm, you know, these excerpts that I was sharing, we carry a lot and you even talked about it in your opening with the inflammation and mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the things that happen to us as a physical mm-hmm. body, as an emotional body, mm-hmm. as a mental body. Mm-hmm. We carry this stuff with us, mm-hmm. not knowing that we're like covering our light mm-hmm. so much sometimes we can't even see it ourselves. 
You know, the picture that immediately came yeah. to my mind as you were talking, uh, A Christmas Carol. The Scrooge. Oh, yes. And with his, you know, friend, sure. deceased friend. Sure. But um, he, you know, had all of those links around That's him. That's right. And so he was trapped within, I mean, his, uh, it, it, the way I would look at it or interpret it is that his being of light, because he then understood what his life was supposed to be about. Right. And yet he had not lived that right. when he was in his human form. Yes. And so all of those chains that he carried around him was the baggage that he had kept in his human life. Yes. And he was going to be carrying it throughout his spirituality, you know, for his soul for the rest of eternity, I, I would guess. Or at least that's the message. That's that the message for yeah, the, that from that particular right. movie. Mm-hmm. Right. But fortunately, you know, Scrooge was able to... And I, I think a lot of times when we see this, we think more about Tiny Tim and, you know, Bob Cratchit and right. all that. And we see the beauty of, oh my goodness, he is going to walk. But we lose sometimes the message that if we don't give up a lot of our struggles and a lot of our baggage, right. so to speak, that we could also, you know, end up with, like Marley, you know, carrying around yeah. throughout our entire lifetime and not being able to be that being of light that we are. Right. And maybe not even recognizing ourselves as such. And mm-hmm. I, I know you have probably seen this too, working with many clients over many years as well, that that's part of, that's part of that process is hoping. And, I, and actually with yoga and with students with yoga too. On my end, I always feel that I'm holding a container mm-hmm. for people to see themselves as I see them. Right. And I've always felt that way as a, as a therapist, too. Like, Show I think it's here. a gift. <laughs> yeah, like I see, I see people as who, who, they, can who be. they can be right. and the beauty inside them, the gifts that they have. Right. And, and it is shining a light on that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, it's a beautiful gift, and I feel that way as an instructor as well. And... Um, one of the ways that I describe this, because I also teach a yoga teacher training group, and you know too, I teach many different courses to share how to mm-hmm. how to work with other individuals in this way. Whether you're a yoga instructor or a life coach or therapist, you know how to use some of these tools. And one of the ways that I describe our true self and what happens to us is, I say, I always draw pictures. Of course, <laughs> of course, I start with this little kind of cute, bouncy baby. It's not a good picture. It's just like kind of a, a fluffy little baby. And uh, it has a big heart on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just all heart, basically. Mm-hmm. And a little light inside, like a little flame. And I say, this is you when you come in. You're just love and light. You don't know any better yet, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. You're just being the baby that you are. You can, and, and I feel this resonates with people too because you know, you see a baby in a grocery store or I don't know. One time I was, um, my sister for a while lived in DC and I was on the Metro or whatever they call it up there, the subway. I don't know which term they use, but there was this little baby and it just caught my eye and was smiling and playing with me. And you just see that light. And Mm -hmm. so I tell my students, um, you know, this is who we are. Mm -hmm. That never goes away. Our Virtual suit just gets bigger, but we are still this. Sometimes more wrinkled. Right, that too. (laughs) And then we start having experiences. Right. And then I do this funny little thing where I ask them to tell me some of their Halloween costumes. Okay. And draw them on top of this body. Uh Uh-huh. And so, of course, we end up with witches and fairies and pirates and... Um, I mean, all sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, mine. one of them's a ballet dancer because I wanted to be a ballerina when I was little, and I was to some degree. So if you never take off the costumes, mm-hmm. they get old, mm-hmm. they get stinky, mm-hmm. you can't see through them very well, no. and you don't know who you are. You're confused. Right, right. So the practices that we're talking about, which meditation is a huge one mm-hmm. of yoga and many other spiritual mm-hmm. practices allows us to begin to shed those costumes and reveal the light that we are on the inside. Right. And peel them back one at a time. Peel them back. Yeah. Yeah. And see that we never were anything but that light. 
You know, I told you uh, before we started the show about uh, the experience with a little boy that was yes. helping me water some plants that <laughs> I had just planted. And as I'm thinking about it from a slightly different perspective right now, is, you know, children see us as we are. Yes. Um, they don't look at us and go, oh, you're a doctor, you're an attorney, you're a teacher, you're, you know, this, that, or the other thing. But what he said to me as I walked up was so cute because it was like, hello, little girl. And so he saw me as somebody that it, he could relate to. Yes. Uh, that was just like him. And he was three years old. <laughs> right. And, and I'm not three. <laughs> but, but I was still a little girl yes. in his eyes. And he wanted to do what I was doing and to help me. And so there was no barrier. There was nothing there that said, oh, you're a grown-up and I need to ask permission. It was right. just like, hi, do you want to play with me? And so, again, you know, if we're into that light being, mm -hmm. if we're vibrating maybe at the right frequencies, people don't see the costumes. They don't see Correct. all those layers that we put around us. Yes. And I've always found, I do think that there's individuals that have that as a gift to see past people's costumes. Mm -hmm. um, I also know that those of us that have that also have to work on boundaries so mm -hmm. that we realize that that doesn't mean that we can we can do that for other individuals right right, right. that we have to realize our role is simply to shine the light mm -hmm. and then what the other person does with that is their choice right. and their free will well as a therapist um and i think you might have done something very similar mm -hmm. but i always felt like i was giving people a roadmap. yeah you know so they would come in they would sit down they would tell whatever was going on in their life and you would listen to what their destination was mm -hmm. that they wanted for themselves. Not that you wanted for them, but right. you know, where did they want to get to? And then you give them kind of a map. Well, this is how you can probably get there. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to, you know, put one foot in front of the other and you have to set yeah. some goals and set some boundaries and, you know, you will eventually arrive. And so that's, you know, like we do see people, I think, therapeutically. But I think we see people, when we get to this understanding of the fact that we are these vibrational beings, I, I think we more and more just allow people to be. Yes, um, I agree. It, it is this really interesting place where, um, you know, like if you have thrown a pebble in water before mm -hmm. um, and you see those little concentric circles that right, moves out. Right. So so it, it does keep moving to the shore. Completely. Whatever where wherever that is. Yeah. And I I'm finding more and more that this is really a fascinating journey that um we're all kind of going down this stream. It it looks like a lot of like minded people's um light beings all kind of journeying together right now. And you've said, you know, other people are taking pictures and seeing orbs yeah. on themselves, too. Yes, and I feel like the other thing that I've been <clears throat> noticing, uh, you know, I, I work with a lot of individuals over the years being in the worlds of yoga and holistic health and things of that nature that can see auras. Mm -hmm. um, so that is not uncommon to me. No. Um, myself included, I can. Um, I don't always, every single time I look at a person or a tree or a bush or whatever, but if I, and actually this is a good point, if I bring my focus and intention completely to that being, whatever it is, and you can see I it. can see it. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed more people being able to see that, even individuals who maybe in the past would have thought that was a little bit different or strange even. Mm -hmm. And people's, you know, eyes opening up to that more. So it's been a really interesting time with that type of, Growth. I don't know if the growth is the right word, but eye opening. It is. It's eye more eye opening happening. Mm -hmm. I feel, mm -hmm. and I'm seeing that in all because I have friends in all different friends and colleagues in all different. Worlds. And they're all kind of seeing it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I have an engineering friend um, who is uh, south of Sarasota, but he was commenting to me the other day that pictures that he's now taking there are orbs in yes. them. And so <clears throat> I don't know what it means exactly, except that I think energetically the planet is in a place and maybe COVID has created part of it. 
um, where we need to open our eyes. We need to understand these principles so that we can, you know, not only save humanity, but um, shift the yeah. energy from where it has been going. Because a lot of the energy over the last, I would say, maybe even eight to 10 years, you know, as we look at the environment, as we look at animals, you know, going towards extinction. Sure. Uh, as we look at, I mean, it's so crazy here in Pinellas County. I can go down Highway 19 towards St. Petersburg mm-hmm. from where I live, which is about an hour, and I cannot believe what they have torn down and what they're building. I know. And it's like thousands of apartments, you know, mm-hmm. like they're in buildings that are, I don't know, the complexes are probably at least a thousand, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe more, I, I just don't know. But they spring up overnight. And so what that literally is... I've been watching it, too. What what is that saying about, you know, the trees that are gone and the animals that are misplaced? And, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's so sad to me because it's like, okay, where will the the population stop for Pinellas County? And where are people going to have to go, which means they need to commute, which means they need to really be thinking about electric cars, which means (laughs) that they've got to have a place to plug it in. And we don't have resources for, you know, electric cars right now. So, I mean, maybe Tesla and some of these other people are going to develop technology so that you can at least go several hundred miles, Mm -hmm. you know, before you have to plug in again instead of the 60 to 100. Because, my goodness, for some people, a commute could be sure. 60 to 100 miles sure. just to get to work, you know, and there's, it just, so I'm thinking that COVID kind of, it's like everybody had a pause button for a little bit. A lot, To look yeah. and see what is valuable that is truly important. Yes. And then take the being of light that you are and go there. And that is, you know, it's interesting because you and I talked about seeing the sacred which was around mm-hmm. the holiday time exactly. the um it was right at solstice yes, winter it was. solstice yes it was and that theme has been with me mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. it was why one of the reasons why we spoke about that and i'm finding also again more people around me and i think it really speaks to the ripple effect that you and i were talking about and what you mentioned with the you know, you throw the stone in the pond and the ripples go out. Mm-hmm. So when I was thinking about this topic of being that being of light and seeing myself as that, like what mm-hmm. would be most important? And one of the things that came to me too is really honing in on what is sacred to me. Mm-hmm. And if I say it's sacred, then am I putting my focus on that? Right. And if I'm not then is it really sacred? Because that would be the next question. Mm-hmm. Or is something distracting me from something that I do believe is valuable and sacred in my life? And so I have been making shifts and changes. And and I have, I not I have to, I choose to do this a lot for myself. You already heard, I'm a doer. Mm-hmm. I always have like six irons in the fire, it seems. But I've also realized that that isn't necessarily my highest and best use of my time and energy either Mm -hmm. and so since that sadhana time which I always do in December which the sadhana is that commitment to a specific thing and that was your sacred it was being yeah seeing the sacred Mm -hmm. so that was my commitment in December from December 1 to 21 and it always opens up things for me so I've really been letting go of things that are not my work so to speak and focusing on what is, then you start to notice it impacts the people around you. Exactly, exactly. So it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I do, I think that that's the beauty of that kind of awareness. Yes. Is you can walk when you are in, and this happens to me regularly, but when you are where you're supposed to be with that vibrational frequency again, mm-hmm. and you're walking, People will turn yes. and look at you. Yes. And they don't even know why they're looking at you, but they're drawn to that mm-hmm. energy. Um, I've had total strangers, you know, say things. Yes. And and you kind of just, you can begin to smile because you know that what they're seeing is not you. What they're experiencing is the gift of, you know, maybe hope 
or happiness or joy, but it's coming through you. Yes. And so that's that is part of, of the gift of being here is that when we're in this physical virtual reality suit that we're in, it doesn't uh, it doesn't even begin to function the way I guess you know we would think of a virtual suit. Um, it's it's just housing us. But what comes through us is what's really important. And so yeah. then you see it. Um, and so, you know, children in particular see it. They do. They just automatic gravitate towards you. I was working with a family yesterday, and their little boy is just two. And every time I'm there, because I go to their home, but every time I'm there, he wants to be in my lap. <laughs> he wants to touch my nose, my ears, my eyes, you know. But he's he's like right there in your face because he sees through. Yeah. And he sees the energy. And so maybe if some of the listeners, you know, can practice just being themselves, you know, and mm-hmm. what is it that makes you resonate with happiness and then go to the store instead of walking into the store all hurried, you know, like, yes. I got to get this, this and this. Just go in and breathe and know that you are leaving, you know, a trail of stardust, you know, down the I, aisles. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I have a couple of things that I do, actually. Mm-hmm. And it, so, again, yoga is a big theme for me today because it just matches this, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have, we say the word namaste at the end of sure, classes most sure. of the time. Um, it loosely means that that light inside of me is seeing and honoring the light inside of you. Mm -hmm. And I also am very connected with the heart chakra, as Mm -hmm. we've already talked about many times. I get these hearts in nature now and all this stuff. So what I often do is two things. One, I just imagine or visualize the word namaste sometimes when I'm interacting with people or listening Mm-hmm. You know, and just holding that space and container for people. Mm-hmm. I think of that and even challenging people in my own life. I'm not saying it out loud to them. <laughs> I'm not trying to be annoying, but I just hold that space of, you know, I am seeing with the best part of me, the best part of them. Right. And I have definitely seen some shifts with that. My other fun, um, fun one, and I haven't been in an airport in a while, but. I usually travel a lot and I love, and I'm often, I often travel by myself. So different work things or whatever. So I love to be in the airport when you've got a little weight (laughs) and I'm just sitting there and I imagine sending hearts to people. Mm -hmm. I call it shooting hearts, but. And they look up. They do. do. Okay. (laughs) So I had this one time significant. I was in the Tampa airport. I don't remember where I was flying to, but I was by myself. And we were in line, you know, to like wait to get on Mm -hmm. the plane. Mm -hmm. And we stood there for a while. And so I was just doing my little thing, sending hearts. And the person in front of me just turned completely around (laughs) and just struck up a conversation with me. I mean, there was no, there was nothing except for the energy that I was sending that would have cued them to talk to me. And it was as if I'd said their name out loud and they turned around. Right. The other time was actually the grocery store where it was just really significant. And I I did exactly what you mentioned. I just decided I am going to shop sending light and hearts to the people, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. I got to do this anyways. I'm going to do it with Mm -hmm. some fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going down the aisles or whatever. This gentleman walked by the aisle, came back into my aisle, stuck his head around and said, you are very shiny. And it was the most bizarre (laughs) and cute thing because Uh it wasn't like a little, it wasn't a little kid, but there was almost like a little kid coming out of him. Right. You know, it was a man. Right. Um, We have those children inside of us. Yes. That's what he recognized. That's what it felt like. Like that this child kind of peeked around the corner and said, (laughs) you're shiny. And it was such a neat experience. And I, I think it really, it really shows that when we set that intention mm-hmm. and we really get present with, I am a being of light. Mm-hmm. What if I just was shining light today right. or in this activity that I'm doing? Right. It has an impact on the world around us. And then we're choosing the impact that we have. Right. I This actually happened a couple of years ago. I left uh, the Denver airport mm-hmm. and um, it went through... 
Dallas, I believe. Not Houston, I think it was Dallas. And evidently they had had an electrical storm the day before, so all the flights had been canceled. So when I landed, that airport is gigantic. Mm. And when I landed, um, by the time I got over to the gate where I would have departed, there was not a place on the floor even. You couldn't walk. Oh, wow. You know, somebody was... Yes. So you were, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And um, so I had to find a seat that was several um, sections over from where I at the gate was. And so we kept checking, kept checking. To make a long story short, um, I missed my flight. Oh, because when they announced yes. it, the system did not carry that far. Uh-huh. And so, you know, they let the people on that had reserved seats and then my seat was taken by a standby person. Oh. So now, I had already been there for <clears throat> hours right. at that point. And now, it was like, okay, I have no idea when I'm going to be getting on another flight. So several hours later, I finally decided I, I needed to go eat something. And then several hours later, they were you know, beginning to um, take names again. Right. And when it was my turn, I had sent nothing but positive energy. It was my turn now to be in front of this person who probably had received nothing but right. hate <laughs> and anger yes. and all kinds of negative stuff. And I stood in front of her and I said, I really need to get home. And that's all I said. And I just looked at her. And she looked back at me and she said, I'm going to find you a seat. And I was on the next plane that was out, which was about an hour and a half mm. later. And everybody else was being told, because I was listening to them. Yes. Everybody else was being told, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And when she looked at me and said, I'm going to find you a seat. So I know it works. You know it works. And yet yes. we don't take the time usually to do it because we're in such a hurry to get from A to B to C. Mm-hmm. You know. So those that are listening out there... <laughs> Uh, please, you know, think about what you are sending out because your vibrations are touching their vibrations and reacting to one another in this invisible way. Absolutely. And I, and, and that's the other way that I describe to a lot of uh, my students and those that are doing these trainings to work with other individuals is that our energy is going out before us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's why we walk in and we can kind of read a room. Right. And we feel like the sense of a room. Um, I believe it's also sometimes why you meet a person and you feel like, oh, yep, this is, you know, this has a matching vibe, vibe for mm-hmm. me. You right. know, we say that, you know, I vibe mm-hmm. with this person right. or I don't vibe with this person, right. which many times could be you don't even know anything about them, but you automatically are feeling that mm-hmm. that, that energy isn't a match for you. Right. I- I think if you are a very, which I am, and you're Mm -hmm. a very calm individual, if I get around somebody who's rather chaotic, yes, it sets me a little bit on edge. It's like I'm prickly. Yes, I can't quite get comfortable because they're bouncing with their energy all over the place. Sometimes, if it's a child, all you have to do is just touch them, yes, you're sending your energy into them. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, um, I, many years as a therapist, I worked with children from, gosh, I don't even remember now, 97, probably on through the last uh, five years or so. And one of the things that I noticed with working with kids is that when they had that kind of prickly as you said energy and that feeling of chaos you could also sit with your own breath with them mm-hmm. I would maybe do the breathing exercises that I had already instructed them on but maybe they weren't able to quite get there yet you Is know that more like the pacing like one yes in, like yes breathe in with a count. like a one, one two, two three, three four yeah. Yeah. Hold momentarily, four, three, two, one, hold momentarily. Mm -hmm. But even without saying anything, but just letting them be where they were, you know, provided it was safe. Right. And doing the breathing would create a calming sensation for them. Right. Right. And they could come down a notch to be able to be 
able to be more present actually is what's happening because Mm -hmm. when our energy is that scattered, it's very challenging to be present. You know, the other thing that I think relates here with the heart intellectual, Mm -hmm. getting that heart brain coherence is usually your hyperactive children and adults are very much in their heads. Sure. And so when they do that breathing, it pulls them into their heart Oh, and great so you point. begin to have the heart-brain coherence. And so now the breathing is allowing yep. this to take place. Um, so that's probably the primary reason it works is it recenters you so that you can kind of go, oh, yeah, okay. Um, and one of the things, one of the techniques that I just learned um, a couple of days ago, actually, is to take like your middle finger and your pointer finger mm-hmm. and your ring finger, those three, and just touch your heart lightly okay. while you're breathing because it sends the message to your body that I am focusing here. Oh, I love and it, that. And it pulls it back down again. Yeah, that's beautiful. So I do too. Um, we have a lot of mudras that we use, which are special hand positions. Mm-hmm. Um, one, to help calm the mind. I take my non-dominant hand, so whatever that is, you know, for you, and place the middle finger at the mind's eye, uh-huh. and it's a calming, instant calming. The other one that I've been doing a lot this past year, connecting with the heart more this past year, even more, again... Well, that's your sacred center. Though. Yeah, my sacred center, my heart <laughs> chakra. Non-dominant hand, placing mm-hmm. it at my heart. And then asking myself, which I think this is a key to learning who we are as unique light beings, what would I love right now? Mm-hmm. What would I love right now? Or what would I love in this situation if I'm thinking about, you know, a situation to come? And, and really retraining, because this is something I have had to retrain personally on. I was very head-centered. Uh in some of my earlier times talking with you, I think I talked some about I had a significant amount of anxiety through my 20s. I also found yoga in my mid 20s mm-hmm. and began those practices, which sped up my process of releasing that anxiety and retraining my whole body. Right. But one of the things that I've come to really, I would say, in the last five years of my life is that shedding this next layer right Uh uh of thinking I need to be something for others Uh at the compromise of myself right right and so part of these past few years is you know checking in what would I love Uh who am I in this situation how do I desire to show up right you know you know what I'm kind of thinking when you're talking about the baby that you drew yes um I'm also thinking that as we evolve as human beings, whether it happens in our 20s, 30s, Mm -hmm. 40s, or 90s, if we can learn to unwrap each one of those layers that we've put on ourselves because it came from parental expectations, teacher expectations, boss expectations, Mm -hmm. whatever, and we kept layering ourselves with these. If we get to a point where that virtual bodysuit literally is transparent (laughs) you know we may put clothes on yeah because the clothes are going to keep us from being arrested but otherwise we are transparent and so the energy and the light just kind of moves back and forth and back and forth and what would our world look like if we you know i have an amazing (laughs) image in my head right now (laughs) share your image Well, I was really just thinking about how we've been talking about these pictures with seeing more light around individuals, Uh and it made me remember, too, that a lot of times when I'm dancing, which is one of my favorite ways to express, I see my own light around, you know, my arm or whatever as it's Uh moving, uh and so now I'm just envisioning, like, (laughs) all of humanity and more. Uh As Remember the movie these Cocoon? Shiny lights. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh wow, I haven't seen that in so long. Yes. That's what she was though. When she was You're in the right. water, she was a shimmering ball of yes. energy. And he was yes. in his human suit. Right. And she's and he wanted to get to her and she said, No, stay there. Let me come to you. And mm-hmm. of course it was an explosive event for him. Right. But um and I think that is who we are. I think we're yes. this 
amazing ball of energy that's very transparent, very loving, very sharing, and that's who we can be. Yeah. You know, it may not be who we are at the moment, but it's who we can evolve to be. And I think the more that we recognize that, that we are that. Mm-hmm. And I also was thinking about the word enlightened, yes. you know, because that's a popular word in my world and in many spiritual communities. I personally had a different view of that word enlightened many years ago because I love words and the roots of words. And I was like, well, enlightened to me just means you are lit from within. Within, right. So we are all lit from within. Mm -hmm. Like I was saying, we may not know that about ourselves yet. We may not remember that about ourselves. So to me, one of the biggest things that we can do to keep being that which we are is to have that compassion Mm -hmm. to lovingly unwrap some of those things and Mm -hmm. say, you know, this served me really well. Just Mm -hmm. like I said, me being a doer has served me greatly in my life. I have done a lot in my life. I've cared for my kids very well because of that. When it's no longer serving me, it doesn't mean it was bad. It just means it's no longer serving Mm -hmm. me now well you didn't stay in kindergarten for your entire life so (laughs) we have to we move move through right right. so you know becoming more and more Mm -hmm. understanding that we are we are all enlightened beings we are lit from within Mm -hmm. i think a lot of it is just having that deep compassion and again sanskrit ahimsa right to do no harm, have compassion towards ourselves and others right one of your friends actually yeah it's just um clicked a second ago but one of her favorite songs and I won't name names here yeah. but you know who I'm talking about I think and uh, one of her favorite songs is this little light of mine I'm yes. gonna let it shine oh it's such a sweet song it is I grew up with that song too uh-huh. that is a big um, a big uh, song in the Christian community it is it that is. I grew up in as well <clears throat> but it's kind of like we we do forget we forget that we come in as children that are just so excited about being here and then, you know, through time, through experiences, we lose our way. Yeah. And then hopefully we're at a point right now, and hopefully some of the listeners are recognizing that, yes, you know, they can begin to shed right. a lot of those uniforms that they put on over yeah. the years and that aren't serving them anymore. And find that transparent one and let all that light, you know, of who you are as a vibrational being out uh, begin to touch others, begin to shift the energy yes. that we do have. Because we need to do some serious shifting, If, if I, in my mind, if we're going to eventually make this a world that is more coherent, cohesive, hmm. you know, able to collaborate together, all those C words. Yeah. But, but it can happen. But it can't happen unless there is enough of a mass of humanity that is beginning to say no. We can't keep doing it the old way. Yeah, and I I see um, I see individuals that are already in these practices and come to this point mm-hmm. where okay, we know we know who we are, and now it's about shining. Right. I do see us like lighthouses a lot of times. Mm-hmm. The lighthouse shines; it doesn't go out and try to do it right. for people. Right. It, says it shines <laughs> and says, "Hey, there's some rocky water over there. You might want to be careful." <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And the cleaner it is, right, mm-hmm. the more it's kept clear mm-hmm. and and bright, mm-hmm. the better it is for others to see the light, which right. I didn't mean to rhyme, but yeah. I'll go with it. Yeah. Well, it, it is that path. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's why there's more and more of us that are trying to do this. Yeah. Is to say, you know, there is a way, um, you know, kind of check it out. This is a path that's going to be a lot safer for you than maybe where you currently are yeah. uh, you won't end up on the rocks <laughs> so. exactly <laughs> and you know what it's a heck of a lot of fun too I find mm-hmm. it you is. know there's some challenges but there's a lot of fun in it as well as well a lot of lightness to it well our hour is already Ooh, gone it, it always goes by so fast it does, it yes does. so share with everybody how they can find you and by the way um, I mean, you can write it down, but it's also going to be on the synopsis. There will be uh, links that will take you directly to any of a variety of places where you can find Victoria. Fantastic. And yes, if you are looking to check out what I offer, 
I have two great websites to find what I do. One is for my studio, hypniquestudio.com, and that's H-I-P-N-I-Q-U-E studio.com. And there you can register for classes and workshops and see what we do. And then if you are interested in any of the courses that I've created, the online courses for coaches and individuals, those are housed on transformationacademy.com. So that's a great place to go and explore more of these avenues. Mm-hmm. And learn how to be a light being. And learn how to be <laughs> be the light being that you are. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, thank you so much thank for being you. my guest. Um, go out there and make this a fabulous day, everybody. Learn how to make your life your very best life. Thanks for joining Synergy Connection Show. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.